The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kondarian ruins. A volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled, Naturan de Manto. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. It's I who renounce you. And in the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. How do you do? Mr. Carl Emily feels it would be a little unkind to present this picture without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It's all true. The boogeyman is real. Sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? But he can't get you now. He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Hey everyone, welcome to the 100th official episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And I'm Cullen. And tonight we're going to be talking about Suspiria. So, Again. Yeah, little background on this. So we actually covered this movie. A little bit. It was in our 15th episode, which we've always praised this being our favorite episode that we've ever done. That is my favorite episode we've ever done. Uh, we, covered, we covered Black Sunday, Suspiria. Suspiria, and Lords of Salem. So this was in the early days of the show. We really didn't have a criteria for rating, and we also really didn't have a very vast knowledge of horror movies we've seen we had seen like... No, I feel like we gushed about this movie pretty appropriately, if I remember correctly. We didn't. I feel like we definitely talked about the lighting. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into how I feel about this movie quite yet. <laughs> it's still early, but like we definitely hit the key points. Whether we said we loved it or hated it, I don't care. But we hit the key points. Suspiria. When you talk about this movie, I feel like there's certain things you're gonna talk about every single time. You're gonna talk about the goblins' music. You're gonna talk about red, blue, green, yellow lights. <laughs> And you're going to talk about how fucking weird it looking it is. All right, that's it. Sierra <laughs> talked about the whole movie. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Did I do good? I so so th- the way this came up, um, 
we were we were gonna do Universal Monsters for the hundredth episode. We were gonna do Dracula and Bride of Frankenstein, which is our other greatest episode. Yeah, and we actually covered that right after we did the witches episode. Which funny fact, uh, I looked it up. Funny fact or fun fact? Funny, fun, I guess. Um, I looked it up. We actually released the witches episode on May fifth of twenty seventeen. Which means we would have recorded it a week before, which means we would have recorded it around the same time that we're recording this right now. This is the season of Suspiria. Yeah. Um, but, so, anyway, uh, our friend Larry, who runs Geeks of the Industry, he started a second stream for his shows, and he's been sharing throwback episodes of his show, Creature Features, um, our show, and some of his other shows. Probably like his, some wrestling ones. Yeah, his wrestling show, um, he has, like episodes where he talks about like exploitation films and stuff we love you chunky so he had asked if we would mind him sharing some of our older episodes i said no dude go for it so he asked what our favorites were and i gave him a list of some of the ones that we really enjoyed doing and i was like definitely the witches episode now larry is a huge italian horror fan so he's like i gotta hear what you guys had to say about these so he hit me up and he's like dude i'm really bummed out about your guys coverage of suspiria hence so, why we're covering suspiria again this so one's for you lawrence i had to go back and listen to it because i know that we weren't really into it when we watched it for the uh the initial episode that we did but since then i've watched it many times and i've come to really love it uh, Erica, it's like her all-time favorite movie yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> she, she like bought, we at the first horror convention we took Erica to, she bought this giant-ass like movie theater-sized um, movie poster, poster yeah. from when Suspiria came out. And it's like her prized possession now. So. so why weren't you guys into it the first time you watched it? I don't think we were in I, the right I, state of mind to absorb the slow pace of Suspiria. I, <laughs> makes, I, I makes sense. That's my only thing is like watching it with Sierra a second time. I know why we bashed it a little bit the first time because Sierra is so fucking critical. I love you to death, but you are very fucking critical. I know, I'm mean. <laughs> and uh, like the whole time we were watching it for this show, because I've watched it a lot of times since then. Um, I don't remember being that critical, so please <laughs> tell me what I did. Just like watching it, and you're like, "This is weird. The way they're doing this is weird." Okay, but so, weird doesn't I always mean negative. So that's real funny to me because I found a lot of parallels. Um, with Texas Chainsaw and that pacing in particular with Suspiria. Mm. <laughs> I don't see where you're coming, but I'm interested to hear about it. <laughs> that, I mean, that's it. Just the, the pacing of it. Like how there's... So, I I know how you feel about Texas Chainsaw. I think, every, I think everybody does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that movie, too. Um... Oh, I are... know you're from Texas. You have to, right? That's, That's like, like I, that, that would be was... like a New Yorker being like, "I hate the Statue of Liberty." Yeah, that was. Uh... I I don't think that's the same thing. I think it is. <laughs> I think Texas has more like historical landmarks than. No, it's no, Texas it, it, Massacre. It's pretty much that movie, and then like um, those really big novelty hats. I think are... the Alamo. <laughs> oh, the Alamo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys have great food too, right? I've heard like barbecue and shit there is pretty dope, right? Dude, we sh we could go on another episode about the fucking food in Texas. Can I come to well, Texas it's funny that you and say eat that. food there, please? It's funny that you say that. Um, I'm a food person. Stay tuned, everybody, for the end of the episode because we have some announcements on the future of this show. Um, 
Possibly. Later on in the episode, we also are going to have a little music break. We're moving break. to Texas. No. <laughs> no, we're not moving to Texas. <laughs> Sorry, I can't deal with that type of heat. Um, we're going to have a little music break in the middle of the episode, too, so stay tuned for that. Um, are we putting the SoundCloud wrappers up? Yeah, we're going to play some SoundCloud wrappers for you guys. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's jump into Suspiria, though. Uh, I, I guess we're already... just start from the beginning of it? Or I guess so. I like a, a slight synopsis. Like, what are we doing? Plot outline. I like when um, you do that. Do uh, let's let's do that. I like hearing uh, Dylan break them down. That's kind of fun. Break it down. The plot outlines. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we start with Susie. Yeah, you got Susie Banyan at the airport. <laughs> Shut up. Um. <laughs> So, uh, this girl named Susie, she is going to this dance academy in Germany to... Learn to dance? Learn to dance, yeah. Uh, Improve her well, dancing skills? Colin, there's no way you like hearing me break this shit down, because I'm very bad at it. Oh, dude, um, like, seriously, I think you do a great job. So, so weird, shit, <laughs> weird shit starts happening at the dance academy, and uh, there's rumors of witches running the academy. It dives more deeper into that. But there's also murders that are going on throughout the movie, and just really strange. The almost, dog attacks someone. Yeah, the blind guy gets attacked in the alleyway courtyard thing. Luckily, he's blind. Um, so it all culminates to the end of the movie, where Susie is exploring. Um, she ends up finding this meeting between the higher ups, where they're talking about uh, with Helena Barcos. Is that the name? Maybe. I'm I'm horrible with names. Helena Bottom Carter. It wasn't Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> <laughs> She'd fit in. It essentially was Helena Bottom Carter, but <laughs> they uh. Black Queen. Yeah. Uh, in in future movies, she's referred to as Mater Suspiriorum, or Mother Suspiria. Ooh. It's so... uh. This movie was the first of three movies. Uh, it was Suspiria, then Inferno, and then Mother of Tears. You're going to double check that. He's not confident on that last one, but I know he knows the first two because he watched both of them. Yeah, I'm not a huge Dario Argento fan, so. I enjoy Dario. All of the movies that I've watched of Argento's, I've enjoyed. A fun little tidbit. It is, it is Mother of Tears, yeah. I have a friend who's from Italy. Oh, yeah, okay. And we were... Driving around local spots where horror movies were filmed, and I was talking to my best friend, and her boyfriend's from Italy. And I was like, hey, how do you feel about, you know, Italian horror? And he's like, like, Dario Argento? And I was like, yeah, he goes, he fucking sucks. Italian <laughs> horror movies fucking suck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. Well, how old was the guy? So he's like 20-something, 30s, maybe? Yeah, around there. I think, like, early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's probably yeah. different to, like... What he said is basically, he's like... He's like, um, he said he the said reason that... that most the... like, he's like, most Italians, like, don't watch Italian-made horror. Or I don't know if he meant films in general, but I'm taking it as Italian-made horror films. He's like, I watched the same movies you watched. Yeah. Essentially. Like, I watched The Goonies and shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, it, like... I guess it's cool, but like... I was gonna say I get that, but I don't know a single fucking Texan that doesn't love Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> well, he... I, I, think I feel like the way here he we're much more proudful of our states. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he kind of explained it as like... 
if if you look at like the Italian horror filmmakers, a lot of them like move their shit over to the U.S. I almost said New York, but the U.S. A lot um, of them do go to New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they really like Americanized a lot of their shit. Like Suspiria, they like dubbed the whole thing in English and. But they, they like got... literally made them lip it in English, so yeah. like it wasn't like you were looking and you're like. They're saying what they're supposed to be saying, but it still doesn't. So the seem way right. the way he explained it was like the reason they did all that was because the movies didn't do well in Italy. I could be wrong on this, uh, so don't like. This is just an opinion of one person. Yeah, don't message me and be like they actually did fucking great in Italy. No, uh, this is just what he had told me. But he said that they really like nobody watched him over there, so that's why they came to America and they marketed so much in America because it appealed to American audiences way more than it did Italian audiences. So he said, when you're in Italy, they're not like, oh yeah, like Argento and like so proud of Argento being a filmmaker from Italy. It's kind of just like, oh, like the mass opinion is, oh, his movies really aren't that great. American cinema, number one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we win again. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah. I, f I fucking love them, and I, I think no thing is like dubbing is so hard for me. Like it's like I hate that. Even with with Suspiria, it's, it's easier because like the lips are lining up with what they're saying. But like it's still, it's like it just puts me off because also like he literally made this movie to be in English, so it's like you can tell that the mannerisms and all of that are not comfortable. Because yeah. I feel like it's just not um, translating well. Like, everybody seems very, like, like it just doesn't flow at all, like, emotionally or socially. It's, it just feels weird. I would always but, like, that's how I feel every time they do, like, the Italian dubbed movies. Like, if, and I'm not huge on reading subtitles, but, like, I feel like, honestly, I would rather do the subtitled movies than do the dubbed movies because it, the acting and like trying to fill in and making it feel natural and sound natural it's just really doesn't work well you get it a lot in this movie too that's one one complaint that i had with the movie was uh the actresses they're like mouthing the words in english but some of them more specifically like the the one in the beginning that died mm -hmm. um like she's just standing completely still just like mouthing the words but the voice over that they had was like really dramatic yeah. reading of it and it just didn't match her yeah, mannerisms exactly. at it makes all. It really awkward. <laughs> yeah. But um there like I mean like this this movie's a classic. It's it's beautifully filmed, it's beautifully made, it's very interesting. It's just like there's certain things about it that like if you're not big on the foreign film aspects, like the dubbing and all of that, it 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 gets on my nerves a little bit. This movie a lot less than others. I hate dubs. I would always prefer original or native language. Yeah. And just some fucking captions. Because it gets awkward. Like, so people raise so much hell about Parasite just getting released on Hulu. Mm -hmm. About having to read the... What? You can't fucking read? Like, what's wrong? Well, like, it's like... And it's like, if you don't like it, then just don't watch it. Why would you... Yeah, like, like, I don't complain that there's foreign movies that I... Like, if I'm not in the mood to read subtitles, I'm not going to watch a movie with subtitles. But, like, yeah. I took the chance with the movie Raw, and I fucking loved it. So it's like, God, yeah. sometimes it pays off really well, sometimes it doesn't. Like, oh well. I'm one of those people, yeah, like, I'm not knocking, uh, like, subtitled movies at all. Because a lot of the ones that I've watched are fucking great. But 
I really have to be in a mood where I can invest sitting down and like fully investing my attention, attention, not intention, at like to the movie. Cause a lot of the times when we have the chance to put a movie on, it's like after work and we're so tired out and shit. So we'll just throw a movie on and we'll be like on our phones or like doing this or that. We'll still be able to pay attention to the movie, but it helps to be able to listen and hear what's going on. Yeah. So I have to be where I can just like, especially with like a kid, because we can't just put a movie on and sit there and like read all like, the subtitles. Yeah, exactly. So it just depends. I've got to be in the right mood. But right I, I do agree though, and like the sake of this conversation is, I would rather have a subtitled movie than a, a dub, dub movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with this movie, what I really so when we put it on last night, right? We watched it last night. I'm not crazy. Yeah, we watched it last night and um, it literally the first scene is in the airport arriving to Germany and it's Susie and it's like the music's playing like Goblin is playing but like as it only plays when she looks at the door Dude. and then I, I, and then it's like it's almost as if she's walking through the gates of hell yeah <laughs> because it's like as soon as she walks through through the door it's like the lighting starts and the music just kind of takes over and you're like oh yeah this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> I think they did a really good job setting the tone for the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Right from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed that. That was one of the things that we pointed out today was um, how, well, I don't know if it was clever, but it was pretty blatant, but just how cool, how fucking cool it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, And I'll just say now that that whole style, whatever style that you find that to be that um, Suspiria style or a lot of Argento's catalog. I, uh, I So I ran across Deep Red on, mm-hmm. I think, Shudder. And it was on, like, Shudder TV or some shit. And I just found myself watching it. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't see, like, the title or anything yet. Or it was just, like... That's the one that has another name, too, right? Um, Deep Red. Rosso is the... Yeah. 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 Um, I was so fucking into it. And then I was like, man, what the fuck is this? And I looked at it, and I was like, holy shit. No wonder I like it. Like, that whole style. It, so his movies, um, and this may catch hell, but I think a lot of movies in that whole late 70s era, early 80s, whatever, um, I'm thinking of Tourist Trap mm-hmm. and Castle Freak, the original Castle Freak. Well, yeah. There's only the one now. And they're, I know they're remaking it, but anyway. Um they all remind me of that, like that sort of odd vibe, slow burn weirdness, and I'm yeah. I'm fucking here for that, man. I love that. <laughs> that's why I, I, I that's like my favorite era of movies. It's like the '70s when it's like you, like nothing could be happening, and you just feel really weird and uncomfortable the whole time. I think where this movie really did did a great job with making you feel uncomfortable wasn't even like. Even, t- take away the storyline. Let's not even talk about that at this point. Um, the sets were really eerie. The colors, um, like not even just the use of lighting, because like they obviously used wild lighting colors, but like the sets themselves were all very like bold fucking colors that nobody would actually use. You know, they're uncomfortable. Like half the freaking walls in the academy looked like red velvet. Yeah. Like it- it's just like unsettling. It's not comfortable. Um, so it I just actually, felt like um, almost like a nightmare, like like yeah. you're c- constantly caught in a nightmare. Exactly. I, it's funny. So 
I actually remember the second time I watched this movie, um, and when I really, like, gained a love for it, um, because the first time we watched it, I, I think what it was, was we, we didn't know what it was the first time we watched it, we didn't know what to expect, and I think from watching like the trailers of it and everything i kind of convinced myself that it was going to be a different movie mm-hmm. and i think that's what really let me down the first time that i watched it so uh the second time was steven hit me up and he's like hey check this app out on your phone it's called um i think it's called midnight pulp or something like that but it's this app and it has a bunch of free horror movies on it so i downloaded it and sierra fell asleep one night and i was just like in bed i put my headphones in i opened this uh app up every good story starts with sierra fell asleep yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i i put my headphones and i'm like scrolling through the all the movies on it i'm like all right you know what i'll i'll put suspiria on i'll try it again and so that opening scene came on that you were talking about sierra and she gets in the the taxi cab at the airport and everything seems normal like the ta- the cab driver's a dick but um as he's driving is he a dick or is he german no no no, no. what i, I was <laughs> as soon as you said that i was like hold the fuck up because like she comes out carrying these bags right <laughs> that's what we, we had like a te- we like paused the movie and we're like bitch you can't carry your own bags you just Dude, carried them out here i said the same thing like yeah. for word unfortunately i was like bitch you can't put some bags in the car we have we have to do like a watch party for one of these movies one day and just like record a commentary track for it or yeah, some shit. But but yeah, that's what. She, but my thing too wasn't even that. Like she carried these bags out from and they're, the inside. They're like clearly small. Light they're small bags. bags. Like they're but not. she's like throwing them in puddles on the sidewalk yeah. and shit. I was like, do you, really? you didn't want to wear anything in that tomorrow. Yeah. But she's like, can you help me? And it just like proceeds to do it anyway. But. Um, but anyway, like, they're driving, and as they're driving to this academy, you kind of get, like, the lights shining from outside, Mm -hmm. and it's slowly, like, it'll be dark, and then, like, it'll pass over, and it'll be, like, it's slowly adding the color to it, Mm -hmm. and you'll get, like, the white will be red as it goes through. There was a red light, a blue light, a purple light, a yellow light, and a green light in that scene. Yeah, and I'm watching it, and, like, knowing what's to come, and, like, the color palette and everything like that, I'm like... This is fucking art. I, I literally a lot of money on light bulbs. I literally said, like, I'm like, this is fucking art. This mm-hmm. is amazing the way that this is done. See, so I watched more of the movie and I'm just like, fuck, this is so good. And I looked at it more of I looked at it more as a piece of art rather than a horror movie. I feel like too, like that kind of brings me back to the last episode we did when we were talking about the lighthouse and yeah. stuff like that. Like they're much more visually appealing to me. I don't think that Suspiria's storyline... It was lacking in mermaid vaginas, Suspiria Yeah, was. yeah, it was. <laughs> but, like, Suspiria's storyline to me isn't as nearly as interesting as the movie is visually, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Well, that was a complaint that we had. When we covered it the first time, um, we had said, you know, like, we didn't understand what was going on with the story the first time we watched it. And we were kind of like, maybe it's just that, like, the movie's so visually appealing that we're not paying, paying attention, attention to, to the, the movie story. story. Yeah. Or maybe that it's, maybe it's that the story is so basic that we're just, like, overthinking. Ooh, pretty colors. No, that we're, like, overthinking <laughs> what's supposed to be going on, which I think that's what it was, Actually, honestly. Yeah. Was so like, what I was to say is, I think it's, um, I think it's such a linear story. Yeah. They're like, hey, here's some witches. They're up to no good. Well, 
Exactly. <laughs> like, literally, that's what it is. She, like, she's going to the school in Germany. She gets there, and someone's killed. And everyone's dying, and there's maggots everywhere, and they think it's witches. Oh my god, it's witches! Yeah. yeah. That's the storyline. It really is witches! But we grew up with, like, fucking twists and, and like, yeah. like, kills, and, like, the plot's gonna take some turns somewhere, and it doesn't. And it's like, nope, it's a fucking witch movie, bro. I told you that at the very beginning. It's just witches. Yeah. They're not even cute witches, either. <laughs> yeah. They're gross, nasty witches. I, I love when she gets to the academy and there's the guy that works there. I don't remember his name, but the lady's like, "Isn't he ugly?" Yeah. And I'm just like, "Damn, dude." <laughs> That's Germany. Yeah. They're mean, man. Whew. What the hell was but, his name? I just just watched it. Yeah, we did. Uh, we just watched it too. Sierra brought up a good point yesterday when we were watching it. I oh, might have, did. I might have stopped paying attention and like missed it. Oh yeah. But I know what you're gonna bring up. Yeah. I want to say it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the first thing that happens when she gets to, when she finally comes to the academy after they send her away because they said that she's not supposed to be there, whatever. She says to the lady, or the lady says, um, board is not free, so you're going to be paying this amount. It's going to come out of your whatever you pay to the academy, and you're going to live in town with one of the third-year students, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why was she living at the academy when the maggots were falling from the ceiling? It was the whole movie she was living in. The yeah. Academy. But, like, at the beginning, she's like, yeah, you're going to, like, like you Did can't Did I miss here. something? Did you miss something? Did, like... Because huh. I could have just... But you know what I mean? Like, that, that was, like, clearly discussed. Like, you're going to be living in town. Like, specifically, the word in town was said. Didn't she with say a third year student. Uh, she got sick, right? She thought she was sick. Yeah, she did get sick at the dance class, but I, she, she was being poisoned the, the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. Isn't that when she started staying there? I, I, I guess. That might have been why she started Maybe that's there. why she was there. I don't know. I just didn't notice it. And like then Everybody's like, listening them... to this episode right now. I know it just going like, really, guys? Shut the fuck up. They, We've watched the movie three it. times. Sorry <laughs> if we miss the same thing every time we watch it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm asking the questions to get them answered, not to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. It's not our fault right. catch something. It's the goddamn filmmakers. <laughs> Dario Argento, just do things the right way and make things very simple for me. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I read online, I, I brought it up when we covered it the first time, but it, going through and watching it again, like I, I looked out for it more because I read it after I watched it the first time. Um, so the original script for the movie was written with young kids. Yeah, okay. And... Dario Argento showed it to his father, who was the producer for the movie, and his father said... Mm, I see how he got into movies. <laughs> his, uh, his father said, like, no, this isn't going to pass because uh, it's going to be too violent of a movie to put kids in. So they ended up changing it to adult actresses, but they didn't change the script or the mannerisms or anything at all, which is why they all have this kind of, like, childish, naive, childish... Yeah attitude throughout the whole movie didn't the door aren't the doorknobs higher yeah the doorknobs okay. are all um like oh, chest or eye level because it was supposed to be like a, a child reaching up for a doorknob yeah we uh that was like a thing too like what the fuck is that doorknob so high <laughs> that's why yeah uh they actually daria nicolotti who was dating dario argento at the time was supposed to play Susie in the movie but I'm glad she didn't, because the girl who plays Susie is so 
so pretty. Yeah, they wanted an American actress to play the lead, so they got Jessica Harper to play it. And um, she had said in like a later interview that it was a really weird experience to work on the movie because all of the sound was dubbed over after the movie was made and they knew from the beginning that they were going to do that so they really didn't care about like background noise or anything so they would be recording like they'd be filming the movie and they'd be in the middle of a shot and she said you would just hear somebody like hammering on a set like in the next room wow and like nobody just like nobody gave a shit that there was like sound in the background or anything yeah they were putting new sound over everything that's funny but like again i don't think it's a successful thing to do at the end of the day because it does make everything very awkward yeah like just just hire like if you want a specific actress to voice a character just like hire that actress to play that character Mm -hmm. i agree yeah um, Thank you for all agreeing <laughs> with me. So, so big thing that you had brought up here, uh, like the big things that really make this Do movie. Do you hear stand this? Out. I'm bringing up everything. <laughs> uh, the big things that really make this movie stand out first are the is the score by Goblin. Yeah. The music is very uncomfortable and nightmarish. Colin, give me your best Goblin. Like an actual goblin, or you want me to read no. music? No, you gotta do the song. <laughs> the fucking, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so I, I was trying to. I made note of it, and now I can't remember my favorite part. It was uh, in one of the hallways, and it because it reminded me so much of like late '80s synth, and it wasn't a synthesizer at all. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I really liked it. Um, it was just this weird drudgy. Um, I don't know, here you go, Sierra. It was like, and it's just like this droning bass tone. That was pretty impressive. That was good. Much better than Dylan's La La La's. Those 808s, man. Was the La La La's, was that the the goblin sound? I didn't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's in the beginning. That's what he does. That's the first song that plays in the movie. It's just him. Yeah, the song that plays throughout the whole movie, randomly, like... They don't do it that much in the, the movie. The band is the Goblins that yeah, does yeah. This, the music. Yeah. yeah. They actually, they toured the U.S. twice. Recently, two, right? Two years in a row. Um, the first year, I was really bummed out. We missed it because they toured Suspiria and they played in Raleigh, which was like an hour and a half from us. And they they like had the movie playing and they just played the soundtrack as the movie played. Mm-hmm. And I I would have fucking loved to do that. And then um, they did another tour for Deep Red. Oh shit, that's really cool. Yeah. I forgot that they did the music for Deep Red. Yeah. I want to go back and watch Deep Red again now. And listen to Goblin because have they're you watched... your new favorite band, right? They are. Yeah. Have we you downloaded watched, all um, of their albums. Have you watched Inferno, Colin? I don't know. I want to Still... say that I have, but I don't think I... So it's, it's the follow-up to Suspiria, and it's good. It, I, I like the movie. It's actually... Um, the first episode of Creature Features I did with Larry, we covered Inferno, and it was really awkward because I had never been on another podcast before or talked to Larry, so I just was, like, frozen in fear the whole fucking episode. I feel like when I did the episode with Larry, I just made fun of him the whole time. Yeah, I, I was just very <laughs> I was just very awkward. I'd be like, like, he'd be talking about something, I'd be like, um, yeah, so this, and just, like, something completely random, and then he'd just be quiet for a second, be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um... The perfect way I can explain Inferno is, you know the meme that's like, Mom, can we have this? 
and then mom's like no we have that at home oh yeah <laughs> it, it's that it's mom can we have suspiria it's like no we have suspiria at home and then suspiria at home is inferno wow. it's like they try to like replicate um like some of the color every once in a while they'll throw like the color gradients over it um it doesn't have the goblin soundtrack. It's just so not it's as the effective. Walmart version of Suspiria. Yeah, it's great value Suspiria. Okay, got it. But it's not. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie by any means. I, they used I enjoyed to do it. that with all the Disney movies. There was like weird Walmart off-brand versions. Yeah, they still do that. Those. So, this is an odd tidbit that I've only learned recently, and I only learned it because this is an odd thing too. The guy. The, so all right. So you know those Sharknado movies. Yeah. yeah. Right? So the CEO from that company, the Asylum, uh, is the production company. He started following me on Twitter, and I have no idea why. Not Barn Show, like my personal account with like fucking 100 people or something, right? Like he started. Maybe post- he thought your beard was nice. Maybe. Could have, could have been that. He didn't mention it. Uh, <laughs> He's embarrassed. You should hit him up and be like, what do you think of my beard? <laughs> What's up with the beard, man? You I need to know. <laughs> Um, but they, that's exactly what they do is they make, um, direct to DVD apart from the sci-fi stuff they do, which is Sharknado. And I think he had a hand in maybe Z nation. Um, Oh geez. But apart from that, they do direct to DVD knockoffs of popular movies because (laughs) dumbass people will buy them accidentally or just buy them because it comes out months and months sooner than the actual movie. And I guess a lot of people don't care, and they're like, yeah, it's the same story. So, um, <laughs> what is that new Disney movie with the, starts with an O? With the, Onward. Onward. Onward, right? So they did that. Um, they, they had, I can't remember what their name was, but, uh, I'm sure you could, I'm sure it could be looked up. But anyway, they did that, and it came out like two or three weeks before Onward dropped on Disney Plus, and they had this big launch party, and so they're like, making their money because people don't want to wait and um it is just a great value brand of any popular movie but they make a sh- are they proud of that i wonder like yes they are because now How we like, stole that bitch yeah he was like like promoting it and he's like yo check out uh and it was like upward or something like <laughs> right it would be or ongoing maybe it was like something really close but just like like it, it means the exact same thing yeah. but just enough to where they don't get hit on copyright and it was like a little bit worse animation it was still like kind of yeah. bubbly animation but it was a little you could tell there was something not quite right about it Ugh, uh, there, you know there's there's no quicker way to get me to stop watching a it's cartoon called it's called how- homeward homeward there you go yep i just looked it up it legit looks like it's it's like human people with pointy ears opposed to like blue elves yeah 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 it's yeah it actually yeah okay we're gonna <laughs> watch did, i remember one that <laughs> i remember one that i i would see at walmart all the time and it was um when annabelle came out it was called like robert or something like that <laughs> robert <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's let's rent robert <laughs> yeah bobby the Can... doll the killer doll bobby Alright guys, we'll be back with the rest of this review after a quick music break.
oh good It's plain to see You're poison oak And it's killing me Even the devil wants you gone On his lowdown in hell He is singing our song Even the devil wants you gone And I know in my heart He is there when you belong We're back. <laughs> um, what? What? <laughs> uh, so that song was by the band The Midnight Horrors. They have an EP out right now that you guys should go check out. Uh, if you go to their YouTube page, they have their Bandcamp listed. Um, the EP is called Guitars, Grease, and Shallow Graves. The song that we just played. Fuck, I gotta find. The song that we just played is called Poison Oak. So. Go check their other stuff out. Oh, fuck. That's, like, my biggest fear. What? Saying something wrong? And they're just like, thanks for the plug, guys, but, uh... No, Poison, <laughs> poison Oak. oak. Oh. <laughs> I hate Poison Oak. <laughs> oh, I'm so allergic to it. Alright, so, uh, getting back into our Suspiria review, we talked about the Goblin soundtrack, um, and it does, it, it has a very nightmarish tone to it throughout the whole movie. Um... We'll talk now. Another point that Zero brought up in the beginning is the color scheme. Um, it's really what Told makes. Told you we were going to talk yeah. about the music and the <laughs> color scheme. It's really what makes this movie stand out, and I I think that without the use of color in this movie, it wouldn't be as interesting of a watch. Let me introduce this. Hold on, you back up. We watched this movie. Thank you for literally backing up. That was really polite. Um, we watched this movie. I don't know, a long ass time ago, ago. three years ago. Um, And ever since this movie, Dylan got this new catchphrase, and it's like, oh, the use of color. (laughs) (laughs) This is is what made me, like, really appreciate it. Yeah, it it made him notice it in, like, other movies. He's like, oh, that's that's a lot like Suspiria. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, dude. I eat that shit up so much. Like, uh, the short that you guys just put out where the light would go off and the red light would come on, I was like, yeah. This is Suspiria. Oh, <laughs> There's no like, I, I'll give a fuck. Yeah, that's Suspiria. That's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, no. Every time it did it, I was like, yeah, well, I it's like, like this. It's like a genius thing too to add like um, using specific colors to make you feel certain ways or certain things, or even like the effects of lighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so with this with this movie, it's, it's it was such a simple way to manipulate people into feeling a certain way and and changing the look of everything to make you feel what whether you should feel safe or uncomfortable or 
or anxious or whatever it is it's a, it's a really simple way to just really get that message across well with this movie too it's so surreal and it it adds to that uneasy feeling that you have throughout the whole movie where you just feel like you're in this sick fever dream because the whole movie like there's absolutely no reason for everything in this scene to be yellow but you have like you can very obviously tell there's like yellow light and it's like why yeah i don't I really care actually, like the whole <laughs> with this watch through i was looking for um practical lighting somewhere or practical mm -hmm. anything that would suggest like why it was that way and it was just 100 percent stylistic choice which mm -hmm. man so much respect for that because that was a, a big back and forth when we did that short uh, the camper one and i was like you know what like at one point that came across like fuck it we could just be stylized the generator goes off, off everything's red just because i want it to be red um but then it just seemed weird because everything else felt like a bit more grounded than that and so we gave it like a backup light kind of thing but um yeah yeah i do really appreciate something so heavily stylized that you just you don't need an explanation it's just like that because this is the fucking movie you're watching you know you know what that whole conversation just reminded me of when you were talking about how they didn't want to add background music to the old horror movies because people would be confused of where the music was yeah. coming from. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you talking about? Who's playing the piano? <laughs> when we did our uh, when we did our Century of Horror thing that we never finished, um, <laughs> and in researching stuff for that, I found uh, when they first added. Uh, sound to movies they didn't want to put so originally like silent films they had music playing so that it wasn't weird um if somebody like sneezed in the theater or like coughed in the theater you wouldn't be like shut the fuck up i'm trying to watch this movie but, but i am like that it, it, was, it wasn't just like awkward silence when you were watching it so then when they started adding like voicing into to movies they almost didn't want to put music to it because people are gonna be like man where's this music coming from <laughs> like, i've never like, ever people are talking never but there's... questioned where the music's coming from yeah <laughs> i've always just accepted it's there could you imagine a lot of the movies that we watch now without the score like how uh, awkward well like... that's what that's what i brought up when we when we talked about it in the episode but why are our day-to-day -day lives not awkward <laughs> No, that's what I brought up when we when we first talked about it in the Century of Horror thing. It was like, imagine watching Halloween and like the scene in the beginning where Michael's standing on the sidewalk and it has like the, the like the yeah. famous Halloween music. Now imagine that scene without it and it's just like a guy standing there on the sidewalk. Well, yeah, and that, that's exactly what like the music has the same effect as as lighting and colors. It's it can make you feel like the perfect example of music changing changing the whole feel of a movie is fucking um this, this std movie it follows it follows oh like that movie like the storyline was not great the acting was so so but like the music was so fucking good that it made you feel uncomfortable yeah. in certain ways you know what that I mean? was one of my favorite things doing this podcast was when we uh covered it follows i actually uh emailed i was emailing back and forth the record company that 
had the rights to the soundtrack and everything. And got permission. And I got permission. They were like, oh, we have to reach out to the artists and everything. So they asked for, like, a clip from the episode. I sent them a clip of us, like, gushing over how good the soundtrack was. Nice. And they were like, use whatever you want. Yeah, they're like, yeah, use it for whatever you want. So that whole episode, if you go back and listen, like, the background music is just the soundtrack for the movie. That's cool. But, like, I I think it's it's clever. And I think that's what Dario Argento is really strong with is, is... using and it's like it's not just lighting he's not just good with lighting he's good with lighting he's good with color he's good with music his storyline's all right (laughs) (laughs) for this movie it was it was all right i mean he has more complex movies like if you watch deep red like there's a actual like solid plot line going on in the movie but um it's been a hot minute since i watched it I, i i think the color is what really makes this movie for me so like if you had this entire movie and it was just like day and night things happening it would be interesting though to see like um a cut of that movie without it yeah just like not like the whole movie because I, I don't want to watch the whole movie like that but like just to be able to see like the, those like really important scenes where mm-hmm. it really made a huge difference um, without it, just to see if it changes it for you, or to see certain scenes without the goblin music. <laughs> I think I think there is another version where they have a different soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like I remember that being a thing. Yeah, I'd have to watch that version of it. But even older movies started doing things like this, like going back and adding color in, like um, Do- Cabinet of yeah, Dr. Cabinet Dr. Dr. There's Calgary. like 50,000 different versions of that goddamn movie. Which it's wonderful. I'm not <laughs> that goddamn movie. It's amazing. It just is, to... <laughs> it's a great movie. Go watch it. But like, there's like a hundred different versions with different color um, palettes, filters yeah, over different. everything. There's also different versions with different soundtracks and everything. Yeah. Uh, the first version of that movie I watched was one where they do have it's very much like Suspiria. Like they have the different tinting for different scenes, and they have it like. If it's blue, then that's how you know it's going on at night. If it's yellow, it's going on during the day. And they just go back and forth between that, and I I love it so much. That movie is 10 out of 10. But um, it's just, like, it's kind of cool because I feel like um, now with modern movies, too, is uh, you see the inspiration. And I I feel like a lot of people were inspired by the color palette used in this film. And you can see that. and, And we even said that when we did the Witches episode because we had covered... Um, Lords of Salem, mm-hmm. and they did that oh, same thing uh, throughout that movie where there was like red. Um, I don't remember it being lighting, but there was like. Really, oh, there was lighting and stuff. There was yeah. weird lighting throughout the movie, but there's also like they did that really bold, weird, funky, like bright red wallpaper mm-hmm. in, a, a, in an area where it should be a calming color. It shouldn't be something that's so harsh. Um, and it just makes you feel kind of uncomfortable and out of place and it, it gives you like um just like anxiety yeah which is really interesting but it's cool to see um how these like i feel like the 70s really that era of movie you can see what they did in the 70s because i feel like there was so much happening at that point you can really see it being repeated in, in more modern films and i think that's really interesting yeah you're absolutely right man like all, all the Filmmaker. I'm killing this episode. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Everything was like coming into its own in the 70s and um, because of drugs, I'm sure. <laughs> like, uh, Well, a lot of it, a lot of it was. Um, I'm sure drugs is a big part of it. Yeah. Drugs, war. It, it was war. Yeah, it was yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. And it was um, people moving away from 
like a monster movie or like a, a they were sci-fi finding element. the real monsters in exactly the world and the, is what was going on you gotta think time. this was a time where shit like ted bundy and yeah all, all that was going on and where you have these real life monsters to draw inspiration from. which is interesting with this movie because it's still very much a monster movie i mean it's like yeah. a witch movie but at the same time though it does give you like ev- like like people were being killed throughout it like it wasn't like you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's still different. it wasn't like a it's, traditional slasher though. Yeah, yeah yeah no it, it definitely i wouldn't categorize it as a monster film or a slasher it's definitely its own brand of funky colored horror <laughs> but like i like i mean uh, it definitely stands out like how subtle certain things were like the um when the pianist gets killed in the town square like how mm-hmm. well all every shot like that man every wide shot that they did how fucking cinematic that was that was really ahead of its time to to pull off some shit like that just a, a shot for the sake of the shot like mm-hmm. how beautiful that was and then just shadows of what you can presume to be witches flying by and then he gets eaten by a dog like yeah they didn't spell anything out for you like here's a couple things that happen you can tie it together for yourself like i mean i think it's fairly obvious that that's what was going on but yeah if you i mean you could probably interpret that some other way mm-hmm. um but just from like a fucking cinematography standpoint that movie was like years ahead of uh, anything else that came out like around that time period um all those shots especially down the hall like when they would cut to the 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 full length of that hall like not anything mm-hmm. in close up how mm-hmm. unnerving that was to see like all this space between you and the actor that you're supposed to care about it was so strange and one of the things that i found in watching it just a little while ago that was incredibly interesting was the camera stayed at the beginning of the hall the actor walked all the way down to the end of the hall in these really long shots. Um, and in this one in particular, it followed her until she was at the end. And then instead of cutting, the camera moved like it tracked down toward her, which is not some, that's an uncommon fucking camera movement. And it's really like discombobulating and really cool to see. And like, you see shit like that now. Um, but that's some like next level camera working right there you know yeah back in that time period yeah it's more modern mm-hmm. well i think i think you see that a lot with this movie in general is is definitely like um i feel like they took like the general idea of horror and they just kind of ran with it you know and they did things that were really out there and different i also think it's fun how like you kind of question what's going on because you're, you're like, oh yeah, this is witches, but at the same time you're like, this isn't fucking witches. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. But like, at the same time, he puts so many things like right in your face. Like, come on. Like, this is what's going on. Come on. And it's funny too because I love the scene when when Susie remembers that she had heard whatever the girl who got killed at the beginning say something, and she goes to like the, the headmistress, yeah. and she's sitting in her office across from the lady, and she's like. Oh, she, I, I remember she said something, but it didn't really make sense. But, like, I just thought I should tell you. She's like, well, what did she say? And she said something about the irises, whatever. And, like, as she's saying that, you can see the two painted irises on the wall behind her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're right there, bitches. <laughs> Look over at them. Yeah, it's... And it's like, they're, it's them. They're the ones that are doing it. And she's like, oh, I'll call the police. We should definitely let them. It's like, no, you're a fucking witch, bitch. Yeah, it, it does. Oh. I, it absolutely 
you're right it, because it it very much does show you like yes it's witches but it does set it up also to where you could be like i don't know is it because like when the pianist is killed in the the courtyard or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it um you know you don't see the witches flying around yeah he thinks he hears something he's looking around and then his dog attacks him so it could just be like man his dog went crazy and attacked him um, which the dog had already attacked that kid right Right. Yeah. Like growl I mean, the or something. No, it nipped him. It took a chunk out of his arm. She said. Yeah. You didn't pay attention, Dylan. <laughs> but you also have like like, the, with the maggots. Didn't Ugh. they explain Ugh. that like the, there was like food Ugh. upstairs or something upstairs that they were like rotten? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's like this this creepy stuff's happening, mm. but you have an explanation for it. And even in the beginning, where you have the the two girls get killed, man, that could just be a killer. Like a, well, and that's what they creep. tried to say too. They were like, "Oh, there's a killer." We're like, we're, we just want to be upfront about it. Like, people are being murdered on campus. It's cool. <laughs> like, Come oh. stay with us. But then you have two like, you, Susie's like, eating these meals. And she's drinking her wine every night, and then she's just out of it. Like she's passed out, it and it's like wine, she's right? obviously being drugged. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. You get that transition when she drinks the wine and everything and the colors start coming in mm-hmm. and when she decides to not drink it and she dumps it down the drain and there's like it looks like blood splashed in the sink mm-hmm. it, it, everything about this movie was just an artistic vision mm-hmm. you, like the color choice the music choice the set choice colin like you said like the the long shots of the hallway mm-hmm. and everything like these were all sets that were built with that envisioned yeah yeah and like because of that you just like you can't watch this movie and not find something to be like man this is like i appreciate the hell out of this yeah i i feel like um and i don't know this and i had brought it up last night the sets were definitely they had to have been built they were yeah okay so they were built for this movie and it's like even the sets like the sizing of everything is really wonky Mm -hmm. and the way like there's windows that look outside, but it doesn't look like they're actually looking outside, and it's like, it's really weird. It, and it, it, it kind of brings me back to the older movies with the, the set design, like, um, remember in, I'm gonna talk about it again, Cabinet and Dr. Caligari, where everything starts warping yeah. and stuff? It's almost like a very faint version of that to me, because it's very unrealistic. Um, and just weird and just wonky looking, but I think that that just kind of added, like, it's kind of psychedelic, the whole thing. It is, absolutely. And it's like, I've said it a hundred times this episode, it, it literally feels like you're in this, like, fever dream. Yeah. And it, I don't know what a fever dream is, so. And it's like... I'm pretty sure there was a fever dream in Pink Floyd's The Wall, though, so. Oh, that, that's an acid trip, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um... Also psychedelic. Yeah, but the whole movie... Because of the choices that they made as far as, like, the set design, the color, the music, and everything, it's just, like, the entire movie, you're just, your anxiety's on full blast. Because it's, like, everything about the movie is made in a way to make you feel uneasy and uncomfortable. I don't know. I kind of dozed off during it, but that's, I get... Uh, you doze off during any movie, sir. That's <laughs> true. I could be watching like the biggest action. We went, yeah, we went and saw like, explosion. We went and saw Winter Soldier, and there's like this huge fucking action scene in the middle of the movie. Like people are firing guns, like shits crashing, and Sierra's just in the theater snoring, passed the fuck out. <laughs> That's fine. I get 
favorite. I'm not even of- kidding. I'm like, uh, I'm a fucking rock. Once I'm out, I'm out, man. Yeah, if, if Sierra says a movie puts her to sleep, nobody should take offense to it because <laughs> anything will put Sierra to sleep. And I've got a comfy seat, a comfy bed, a bl- anything, a comfy floor. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we just lull? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could. It's like it's a family trait too. All my brothers do it too. You can, we can like stand and pass out. Yeah. Um. So the last like ten minutes of this movie, I'll say, when everything starts it's really witches. unfolding. Yeah, when everything really starts unfolding, that's where it really starts getting crazy. And that's why, Colin, you messaged me and you're like, I could just skip the ending if you want to jump on. I'm like, no, that's like the best part. I'm not gonna make you skip that. Oh no, I just meant like for this watch through like but yeah yeah but, but yeah it, i appreciate that because i'm glad i got to finish it i was yeah. i was gonna play it like with just like captions on or something while i was uh you know we were setting up or whatever because it was only like a few minutes but yeah it gets crazy and it's actually um the whole scene at the end where like the th- random things start exploding in the room like the panther statue and everything mm-hmm. um that was actually i think it was daria nicolati um it was a dream that she had that inspired that whole thing where like things in the room just started exploding <laughs> can i tell you the scene where she jumps into through the window and she lands in the fucking room just full of razor wire yeah oh uh, yeah ugh. i like ugh. i can act- feel that the actress that played her actually said in an interview that she actually did end up getting hurt with that because even though it was all fake like it was still getting tangled in her arms and legs and stuff what was it was it just normal wiring? It looked like just normal wire, yeah. Yeah. It just I just feel like that would still be pretty dangerous to <laughs> jump into. Oh, poor girl. I'm sure it was a um, well scene to film for her no matter what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, another scene that I read up on that I brought up when we covered this the first time was the pool scene. Um, where Susie and the other girl, I don't remember I'm terrible with names. Susie's the only one that yeah, we need to remember. When they're in the pool talking, um, Argento actually told them, like, be as still as possible. To was it make Sarah? It... Maybe. Remember, because the one girl S was like, S names are the names of snakes. <laughs> and she's like, I hope you're not as sensitive as Sarah is. And she's like, no. Uh, some of the, she is. Some of the Italian, like, dubs are so fucking... <laughs> but, like, you, but, like, you... Both... Colin, have you watched the movie Pieces? Uh, no. Uh, I think we've talked okay. about this before. Oh, it, it it's great. It, I love it. It's an Italian movie. You... It's an Italian movie, but it's like um uh, like the the catchphrase for it is like you don't need to live in Texas to have a chainsaw massacre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the, one Jesus of the lines. Is fun. It's dude. It's fun. You you gotta check is it out. Is that the one that's like I want to smoke? Yeah. One <laughs> like in the beginning of the movie, the, they're in high school and, and it's like teenagers sitting in a circle talking. Yeah, and one of the girls is like. I love smoking pot and fucking on hot, hot, or water beds. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, it's just like, wait, what? And then there's a part in the middle of the movie where randomly, like, this Asian guy jumps out and just starts, like, doing karate and stuff. Yeah, it was so funny. And it's just like, out of nowhere, like, he's just karate chopping shit. And then finally, like, this guy comes out. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, sorry, bad Kung Pao chicken. And it turns out it was like, the director's karate instructor or some shit like that that they're just like yeah put him in the movie (laughs) it's fucking it's a wild movie but pieces pieces Pieces, yeah yeah. it's it's actually like a good slasher movie yeah it's it's, really good but 
Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> the translations is... Yeah. It just... But... I don't know. Uh, so, Endus Asperia, you find out it's witches. Her friend, actually, who fell in the razor wire, gets possessed, and she comes in with the knife, and the, that scene alone was creepy. Sierra brought up... Uh, I'm killing it, man. <laughs> Woo, what did I bring up? Uh, the makeup with her and with oh, yeah. the head witch, Mother Suspiria, were fucking Phenomenal. great. You know what, too? Great makeup. In addition to the special effects makeup, the beginning when the girl fell through the um, glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. Not the girl who fell through, but the girl who got hit with all the glass and had the glass through her face. That yeah. was really cool, too. I, I, I like, too. I don't know why, because it, it's very unrealistic, but it the, the paint looking blood that they yeah, use. Yeah, I like it too. I like how thick it looks. It's like very like bright red. Like it looks like you're bleeding bright red paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it. I don't know um, where, where I fucking heard this. I think it was just in some like video about blood when I was researching like how I wanted to make my blood for this last thing that we did. Um, but that a lot of those and I don't think it was Argento. It may have been and if somebody knows this I guess let us know, because it'd be cool to, to, to remember. I almost looked it up earlier. Nevertheless, um, they had to... Uh, somebody had to tone it down for a rating or to get it played in some theaters because it looked too realistic or something. So mm -hmm. the colors in that era were twisted to be red, and when somebody mentioned something to them about... Um, you know, that, that, uh, that blood looks a little fake... They said, well, it's not blood, it's red. And that's yeah. the answer to it. I'll see if I can find that. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty neat to me. What a loophole. Well, that's yeah, not blood, don't I mean, worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> we've heard that, though, in several different movies. Like, there's been movies where they've changed the blood color because it, it gets them an R rating to have red blood, so they've had green and funky, yeah. weird colored blood. Oh, that's not movies, that's like Dragon Ball Z. Well, like, <laughs> shit like that. But, like, that, that's the same thing, yeah, it's though. It's, it's the censorship. Same, same general idea. Is like it's it's just too violent. Random shit. This is like completely right. <laughs> I love how you knew that off the top. You're like that's Dragon Ball Z, of course. I'm fucking an ex nerd. I'm an expert on the dumbest shit, man. But You're fucking nerd. Um, in uh, Vertigo, Jean Luc Godard said, "It's not blood. It's red." Just yeah. there you go. Okay. The the Hitchcock movie Vertigo. Uh no. Oh. This is uh, a French film, I think. I don't, I don't know, man. See, that surprises me, because French films are usually pretty hardcore, man. <laughs> so, so random story, uh... I don't know this guy. Growing up, a friend of mine was, like, really, like, blood made him really uncomfortable. Prize. Um, blood made him really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, uh, I remember we used to play, we'd play PlayStation all the time, like, the original PlayStation, and, uh, we'd play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and when you fell, like, you'd hit, you'd hit your head and, like, blood would splash out. And he'd, be, he'd get so, like, uneasy every time. And I'm like, dude, like, it, it's just a game. Like, chill out. And it's so, like PlayStation 1 graphics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, it was like, that was, like, <laughs> fucking crazy good graphics. But I remember telling him one day, like, just pretend that, like, the person had, like, Kool-Aid in their mouth. And they fell and they spit, spit the Kool-Aid out. out. And he's like, oh, okay. So he, like, made a joke about it every time after that. And, it like, he was fine with it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Nerd. He's giving you a pity laugh. I'm just going to tell you you're a nerd. Oh, it's, I, it's absolutely deserving of a pity laugh. It wasn't a good story at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really nice bud thing to do is to give someone a pity 
like that. Great friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dylan. You guys have anything else to say about Suspiria, or you want to rate this movie? Let's rate this bitch. Ooh. 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 We said the B word today. Edgy. Edgy. Syrup. Okay. What are you going to rate Suspiria? What did I rate it last time? I'll tell you after you, uh... I, I actually wrote down what we rated it last time. Fuck! Okay. I like this movie visually. I like the main actress in it. I like I like a lot of aspects of it. I think it's, it's a really um, interesting... Not story, but everything else is very interesting in it. And I think it inspired a lot of... Uh, a lot of directors to go a different way and be a little bit more creative, maybe. Um, but I don't think the storyline's excellent. And I don't... I, I feel like it's just off for me. I don't know. What it, we're rating on a scale of 10? We've always rated on a scale of 10 here. <laughs> we're not changing it up for the 100th episode. I'll give it a 6.7. 6.7. Okay. <laughs> so the first time we rated it, you gave it a 6.8. <laughs> I'm true to my rating. So your your opinion has not changed. <laughs> Colin, what you got? Um, so I will just say I've been thinking about it um, for since I watched it earlier, and it's going to be a solid 8 across the board. I would like to... I, I, I fucking love it so much just because of all those reasons that I was talking about with the other films of that era. Um, I love slow burn anything and I love just that it feels like you're watching an art performance more than you're watching a movie and I really like that um, however it is a really linear not even linear it's just a really basic story and mm. I grew up in a time where we need some fucking twists and turns in a story to keep my interest peaked, you know? So that's where I lost those two points. Um, not saying I want fucking M. Night to do a Suspiria or anything. I appreciate it for what it is, but yeah, like, so we, were, yeah, like we were talking about, it is just like, hey, these witches, they're going to be up to no good for about an hour and a half. And, <laughs> and that's what we got. Y'all have a good night. By the way, here's a bunch of weird-ass lights. Take care. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's also not to make... I mean, that is making light of it, but it's not to talk shit about it, because I absolutely fucking love it, and that's why I gave it an 8. DJ, so I'll say, take it away. I'll say, uh, Colin, obviously you were not on the first time we uh, covered this movie, but with the first time we covered it, Erica gave it a... 6.5. I'm surprised. And Steven gave it a 7.5. Uh-huh. So you're already above their original ratings. Um, I'm going to come in with an 8.5. I almost went there. Almost <laughs> um, I, I love this movie. I've grown to love this movie. Um, it, it's just... Do you want to get him? He probably just wants his pacifier. Okay. I'll go tend to the I do child just want since I'm the woman. <laughs> um... No, it, it, it really is just, like, art for me. Like, if I'm rating it on, like, an art perspective, like, it's a 10. Yeah. But rating it as far as, like, horror blended with art, it... What, for the same reasons you guys had said, like, the story is very straightforward. Um, 
I would have liked to see a little bit of like twists and turns with it. I haven't watched the remake. I should it's probably put that out there. Fucking um, amazing, dude. So I, so I, I've heard it was good. I I was completely turned off to it when they announced like we're not using the color palette and we're not using the uh, soundtrack from the original. And I was like, well, that's why I love the original. So I don't know, but I've I've heard it's good. I just can't bring myself to watch it. I'm sure I will eventually. I, actually, um, I'm gonna watch that later tonight. You totally should. Um, not tonight, but just like at some point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, rating it on those standards. Standard. I, I, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, the first time we reviewed the movie, I gave it a 7. So, definitely boosted up there. Yeah. That gave it an average of a 7.7, .7, which the first time we did the rating, the average was a 7. So, raised it up a little. Yeah, um, I think 8.5. Yeah. I, I think we did it a little bit more justice covering it this time, especially because we weren't covering two other movies, so focusing more in-depth on this one movie and diving into it, I, I'm glad that we chose to do this one again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was cool talking about it for the first time for me. That's going to wrap it up for our Suspiria discussion. Uh, if you want to listen to older episodes of ours, like our quote-unquote greatest hits... Uh, go follow Geeks of the Industry 2.0 on like Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, our Larry's... good episodes are there. Don't listen to our... Yeah, Larry's been sharing a lot of our old episodes. I know that he dropped our Witches episode, our Universal Monsters episode, and he just put out our episode on Wes Craven. So. Oh, I probably shit all over those movies. I don't think so. We did uh, Last House on the Left. <gasps> I think you Oh, I fucking love Last House on the Left. Yeah. yeah. I was so, probably not nice to the other ones, though. Probably not. No. So keep an eye out for all of that stuff going on. Uh, if you followed us from the beginning, thank you guys so much. Like, this is episode 100. We really just wanted to get to 100 episodes to say, yeah, we made it to 100 episodes. <laughs> Even though with, like, our artist spotlights and bonus episodes We were and stuff, well over 100, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if this is your first time listening to us... Sorry. Sorry, but... Awkward. <laughs> hey, you got 99 more episodes to go back and listen to, no, so... No, don't listen to all of them. <laughs> Start with Pick the first choose. one. Don't do it, please. Just don't, yeah. We actually redid the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, last but year. But never redid and it was any really, of the other ones. It, it was a really good episode, that one, but... I could literally do a whole episode on just the dinner scene, so... <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right, so thank uh, you guys. Me and Colin are doing that episode. I'm all over it, man. Yeah, that's right. I knew you would be. I can count on you, Texan. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, have a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>